Welcome to Check Your Privilege, your weekly source of anime, movies, and pretentiousness. With me is the master of pretentiousness, Samsha, and uh, today we are going to discuss a very weird anime. I think. Which anime did I recommend to you, Samsha? First of all, I'm not sure if that was an insult or a compliment, but thank you. What? Second of all, <laughs> okay. Master of pretentiousness, really? Yeah, get the fuck out of here, okay? <laughs> hey, you you claimed Second that last all, episode, by the way, okay? <laughs> I claim that every episode, all right, but I claim that you don't get to say that. What? How, what difference does it make? You're getting acknowledged by somebody else. Isn't that the entire point of your life? <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, the the anime we discussed was a sort of mini series mm-hmm. called Samurai X: Trust and Betrayal. Yeah, which is. Let me say that's an anime name if I've ever heard one. Mm-hmm. All right, like Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty short anime. It's four episodes of about half an hour each. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's essentially about this uh, kid called, you know, he has multiple names, but for the sake of this episode, we're just gonna refer to him as Kenshin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's about this journey of this uh, wandering samurai called Kenshin and how he uh, sort of goes through. you know experiences in in life this is mm-hmm. supposed to be a prequel i guess to a pretty famous anime called samurai x mm-hmm. uh, i had zero knowledge of samurai x before partal recommended it and i still do not have any knowledge to be honest mm-hmm. so uh, we're going to have some a different perspective i think yeah, uh, yeah with regards to you know the characters and what they you know mean or what they stand for yeah, essentially yeah. for me yeah. this is just a standalone story and i'm going to review it like that Yeah, actually, that was the point when I recommended this to you. Uh, there are two ways of going through this. Uh, the original Japanese title is Ruroni Kenshin. In case you know people are gonna really flame me for letting you say Samurai X, by the way. But fuck it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm already prepared for crucifixion this week. Don't worry. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, basically, uh, there are two ways of watching this. Uh, one, you can either go through the main anime and then watch this as a sort of prequel. uh or you can watch this standalone standalone as a story and then just end up uh, watching the anime as a sort of uh, you know after story um or neither and listen to the podcast instead you know that is just yeah i know we haven't spoiled anything yet so you know if you guys want to go and head out and watch it is this two hours check it uh, check it out and then you can come back or like you guys are going to go ahead with and listen to this anyway so just uh, samsha why don't you just take us through a summary of the plot Fair enough. This is the mandatory spoiler warning which we're giving before the plot summary this time. Yes, you know. So don't get on our asses next time. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, a lot happens in these four episodes. Okay. Hmm. Um, I mean, over the course of the four episodes, a lot happens. Some episodes, nothing happens. We'll get to that. Hmm. But uh, the first episode is uh, has a ton of information thrown at you. Hmm. So. In the beginning itself, you see basically the origin story of you know Kenshin, this samurai X. He's mm-hmm. basically orphaned. Well, he's sto- sold into slave trade, and then like his slave masters are killed off. Whatever. Yeah. Basically, he's orphaned, and he's uh, mm-hmm. essentially adopted by this other uh, wandering samurai. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and he trains him in his uh, art. It's called I forgot the name of the art. It's called Mitsugune, I think. Mitsurugi. Like Hiten Mitsurugi. Yeah, Mits. It's fine. Yeah, I'm it's not. I'm not. I'm not going to hold you to any naming accuracy right now. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I th- there are a lot of names in this. I'm going to fuck up every one of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll correct you there. Don't worry. Go on. So very early on, it sort of established 
uh, that there is you know a moral conflict that is going to happen in the show because uh, the people that kill uh, kenchins you know slave masters or family or whatever these are all shown as very brutal and just unflinchingly violent and mm. in that same episode you know like 10 minutes down the line you see that kenchin has gone down a, a similar route he yeah. he despite the wishes of his master he is gone and become an a hired assassin mm-hmm. uh he sort of justifies it to himself by saying that he wants to bring about good in the world and you know the person he's working for says that you got to tear down the old regime before you can bring in a new one mm-hmm. and that's just you know um that's a red flag right there i'll be honest <laughs> typical typical you just you just know this is this is proto nazism even before you <laughs> yeah yeah dude like you know i i was somewhat like maybe he's not a bad guy but he said that line and i'm like oh oh okay i see okay yeah. <laughs> we're dealing with we're dealing with some messed up shit right here <laughs> yeah i mean the, the, so the first episode is basically the origin story for him joining this uh, clan right it's hmm. called the choshu clan i think it's called the choshu clan um, yeah yeah and uh, it him it's basically about him uh, like killing random people so he kills off uh, an envoy of the shogunate yeah. in this particular episode mm-hmm. which uh, initially you think oh it's just like a random killing it turns mm-hmm. out to be very significant to the plot later on mm-hmm. okay and uh, he i like you know he basically kills a bunch of people in very like stylistic bloody fashion and mm-hmm. it ends with him finding like a uh, this woman called tomo right tomoe tomoe whatever Shut okay the fuck. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so tomoe is just wandering the street with an umbrella mm-hmm. and uh, he kills someone in front of her makes quote unquote bloody rain fall <laughs> and then she just falls because apparently she is drunk and uh-huh. I just go bro you know like i don't know how drunk you have to be to do that like that's that's a bit that's a bit you know and <laughs> talk, the, talk, so, talk about meet cute <laughs> yeah i was like what the fuck was that? so you know uh, hmm. i'm going to put this, i'm going to preface this discussion by saying i think this anime is really good Okay. <laughs> okay because huh. it's less of an it's less of an anime it's more of a story huh. call it, being ca- calling it calling it good, good before taking a massive dump on it i like that idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that being said mm-hmm. that being said tomoe is such a conundrum to me like she's she's just baffling mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. like her entire thing her entire existence in the show mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. i have so so what happens is that um, this guy kenshin he finds mm-hmm. her and he takes her back to his uh, room basically to his inn mm-hmm. right where she starts working as a waitress of sorts mm-hmm. right and uh, everyone around him uh, sort of uh, thinks that they have a thing going on you know mm-hmm. and and they're like oh who is this like beautiful woman who shown up out of nowhere i'm going bro have you did you see the clothes she was wearing mm-hmm. did you see that umbrella yeah you think she's like a random woman that turned up like she's obviously royalty or she's obviously someone who has money and power right? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah um so so i don't know uh, i was a bit confused as to so they even uh, try to investigate her past and no one can find anything out hmm and for me that was a bit baffling that it didn't happen but you know that's me nitpicking hmm anyway uh you know so that that's like essentially the first episode wherein they're establishing that uh, kenshin has now entered this cycle of violence that 
resulted in the deaths of people close to him yeah in an attempt to make the world a quote and go to better place you know hmm. top 10 startup lines of all time what say <laughs> making the world a better place <laughs> see there's a lot of red flags that happen right <laughs> it's funny how kenshin can't see them but again that's part of his character he is this naive little kid who's been picked up and all he knows is how to kill so you know come you can you can expect that from him there yeah i mean i i i get it you know even uh, his master keeps on insisting hmm. that kenshin is an he's like a empty kid like he hmm. he's not a very smart kid hmm. right hmm. and um he is really not he's very one he, he's like very single minded yeah right? yeah yeah like he he says he wants to make the world better someone mm. says this is how you make the world better he says okay yeah exactly right mm. so so basically uh, there's a lot of complex historical background that's uh, uh that's there to in this in this in this anime yeah. that uh, i don't think i have a lot of insight into but i think partly you probably can like uh, yeah. mention some of the important things there mm-hmm. so basically this is based on a time in japan's history called the bakumatsu so uh basically okay. baku baku coming from baku fu which is basically slang for the shogunate and matsu coming from like ending basically so it's basically this four year period when the there was a revolution that uh happened in because of uh japan opening up to the world so commodore perry ship comes in and they force japan to open up trade with the world you know like this shy reserved kid getting bullied into saying oh let's hang out with the cool kids <laughs> and right right and um, so what happens is this happens and uh, there's a faction in japan who opposes this you know saying oh our uh, history and our culture will get diluted if we let these foreigners in which is ah uh, come on every every culture has these uh, yeah. know, nationalist yeah. zealots basically and uh, the the faction that kenshin is fighting for is basically called the imperialists which is basically uh, the faction who wants to say screw the shogunate screw all this nonsense we'll put the emperor of japan had become this sort of ceremonial head of the state by then basically like our president and right. uh, what happened is they said no we can't deal with this we need to restore the emperor to his former glory so the entire revolution is happening because they're trying to restore the emperor of japan and regress japan culturally 200 years all right yeah they were the conservatives sort of they were the conservatives exactly and uh, hmm. so because the shogunate was weak and because you know they'd let the americans come in and diluted their power and the shogun was some well not really powerful at the time they had the chance to revolt yeah. and so you already see that the faction that kenshin has joined you can if you see the way the the his leader the a guy called katsura kogoro has been shown right in the first episode hmm. this benevolent guy mm-hmm. who swears that oh because kenshin is taking so many lives i will never draw my sword i'm this honorable man this that i will not deal with yeah. the extremist faction you know they're not really fighting for the good cause yeah yeah so again it, it's the, implied the perception of your of of these characters will change if you know the history but if you just the reason i didn't ask you to go through this in the first place and i knew because a you wouldn't <laughs> yeah that's the main reason <laughs> a because you really won't <laughs> but the second reason was that if you take it if you presume that katsura and takasugi and all of those guys or the shinsen gumi or whatever these factions are if you assume they are fictional uh hmm. would it have made a difference it's a good question i think it does make a difference cause okay. uh the problem is if it's fictional hmm. you put the blame for decisions like stupid decisions that are made hmm. onto the you know onto the author 
yeah or onto the creator essentially okay if it's based on real life you blame you can blame the people <laughs> right okay um as in it, it, there is like a there's like a strong i think uh, storytelling distinction between the two because uh, with the real life events these things happen yeah right? yeah there was no control over them by whoever is telling you about these events except exactly. for probably you know some 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 like spinning the tale a little bit mm-hmm. but for the most part i think that there it does make a little bit of a difference i think yeah so yeah that's basically the sort of historical background and like kenshin is basically the self insert character so is tomoe so their entire the entire uh, sort of kenshin related story is fictional but is based on one of these uh, another uh, sort of famous assassin or something like that called uh, wait i forgot that name some he's based off a famous uh, killer but fine it doesn't really matter let's treat him as fiction from now on um hmm. so uh, i'll just continue the second sort of episode uh, you know where it uh, moves on from there and hmm. so it basically follows the course of history like uh, there's this famous incident at this place called ikedaya which is this famous hmm. eatery slash pub that was there in the city of kyoto which was known as kyo at the time and so uh, hmm. it's actually based off this where the shinsengumi is now the police force of uh, the shogunate and the the entire purpose of the shinsengumi is to find out these rebels and uh, sort of patriots and hunt them down Hmm. and so the choshu clan is basically this one of the the leaders of the rebel faction and then there is another f- faction called the miyabe faction which is only hinted at in the story the point being that amidst this historical background you see a couple of times where there's a plan to you know burn the entire city of kyoto down to the ground yeah yeah they mentioned that yes so the ikeda incident is basically where the police find out about this plot and go and end up breaking up the meetings that are happening in secret at ikedaya right so basically yeah, so there's a lot of historical thing in the second episode very little is fictional except that you know you just see it through the eyes of a you know of this of kenshin as a spectator he doesn't do much in the second episode uh well yeah, except, I mean, except for kill a few people yeah he's just killing basically <laughs> yeah you know he's just like you know hey point me in the direction i got a sword that guy's got a life you know <laughs> let's make the two meet <laughs> So he's hanging out with Tomoe. Takes her on some date in the festival, and basically on the way back, he runs into people, and he's like, "Okay, bro. Okay, bro. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna show you what I do for my for a living." And just like yeah, sli- he's, he's like <laughs> slice, slice, slice. <laughs> no, like been more than two hours without like killing a couple of guys. <laughs> Fuck it, gotta get my fix. My sword hands itching right now. Like, oh, okay, Shinsen Gobi, perfect excuse. Slice, I, slice, slice. I, I, I want to know huh. right hmm. how many people were dying across Japan. So. This is a, this is a point that like you know, uh, when when they're recruiting Cotton God Kenshin, right? Mm-hmm. They they have him like there's like an examiner of assassinations <laughs> that basically judges. And I'm going, if there's an examiner of assassinations, how many assassinations happen in this place? Yeah? <laughs> Too many. You Too many. A, you made a profession out of rating rating the quality of assassinations. Like, how would you even grade yeah. that? So, uh, what do you mean? Like, the guy's dead or he's not? That's it, right? It's a pass fail course. I can do it. Imagine grading it on a curve. Okay, like F plus twenty in assassination. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> what? Are you, what? Are you, 
what does that mean oh killing with poison is a bitch move that gets a c you didn't you, slice him up with a shuriken you get like a a what do, what do you mean by that you didn't clean your sword properly after after killing him minus grade for <laughs> yeah dude, they don't call him the master assassin they call him the examiner of assassinations implying that this guy is just a teacher like he just <laughs> hangs out and comes to like the morgue when the person is dead the family is weeping nearby and they say hmm no one has one eye yeah, like one eye is supposed to get both the eyes i don't know it's a fucking not, like not chopped, that guy not chopped cleanly enough need more surgical precision and i mean that literally yeah. <laughs> so i there are so many wtf moments in the show which are so nitpicky and yet i was just going what the fuck dude this makes no sense yeah cultural shock culture my first thing was ha huh. My first thing was, dude, I'm not even going to lie. Hmm. I did not know Kenshin was a guy for like 15-20 minutes of the show. <laughs> his vo- his also his Japanese voice actor is also a woman by the way, so I can completely understand that. Yeah, I, yeah, I was like the voice is also womanly. He looks womanly. <laughs> When Tomo came on the scene, right? Hmm. I hmm. was like Wait, she's the woman for sure because hmm. she has an umbrella, right? Guys don't carry umbrellas. Okay. Okay. Hmm. And and I was going so this guy he's he's definitely male. Hmm. But he looks prettier than Tomoe though. <laughs> like he looks more curly than Tomoe. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so basically the main anime is actually way more, you know, light lighthearted than this uh, this uh, sort of uh, mini series is. And so Dude, there are dark as fuck. There are plenty of scenes where Kenshin cross dresses all right <laughs> in the main anime. <laughs> He does. I am not surprised. I am so not surprised. <laughs> so there are multiple scenes like uh, where he cross dresses to try to get around guards and do all this nonsense. And so in the in the more lighthearted theme of the anime, yeah. And so which is why I didn't want you to watch the main anime because it's basically bullshit. All right. In terms of <laughs> I didn't I didn't know like This was like a prerequisite to be a samurai. You gotta be able to cross dress as well. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, they used to pretend they were geisha, right? At times to escape from like, uh, you know, prosecution and all. They used to pretend they were prostitute and just hang out at the brothel and like pretend to seduce the guard so that he wouldn't recognize you as a samurai. Mm. And then you okay, know, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> Asians are a very gender fluid culture, so let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this got brought up in Champloo as well, I think. Hmm. Exactly. Uh yeah. good it's good you brought up Champloo because eventually I think if we can make some comparisons with uh the overall samurai genre because Champloo is based in the same era. It is. Yeah, yeah. I I I got that, yeah. Hmm. There's a few similarities. Hmm. Anyway, let's continue on with the plot summary because we've done insane digressions so far. Uh moving on to episode oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to take us through episode 3? So, episode 3 is a chill episode. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. You know how episode one and two, like uh, you get a barrage of information thrown at you. Hmm. Episode three is uh, laid back. We're gonna hmm. play Farmville for a couple of, you know, for like <laughs> some years or so. I don't know how long it is. Okay, it's a few months. Yeah. But basically, hmm. yeah. And hmm. essentially, what happens is that uh, you know the Choshu clan is getting hunted down. So hmm. um, Kenshin and his wife they escape and mm-hmm. they pretend to be well, they pretend to be husband and wife. Hmm. Uh, Kenshin and Tomoe, and they end up sort of falling in love. Hmm. Okay, hmm. and uh, Kenshin has decided now that he that he doesn't want to kill anymore. He wants to, uh, 
he wants to just uh, use his skills to protect himself mm-hmm. or to protect the people around him mm-hmm. but not to actively kill someone yeah yeah uh, you know that's basically that he's so- he sort of mellowed down as he's become older and mm-hmm. in the background you you get uh, the you get you know the developments that are happening outside of kenshin's knowledge which is that uh you find out about the tomoe being an imposter <laughs> yeah 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 white girl sus so, immediately <laughs> yeah it's is you basically find out that the envoy of the shogunate that uh kenshin killed in the beginning mm-hmm. of the, in, of the first episode is was actually the fiance of tomoe yes and and tomoe has basically been playing kenshin mm-hmm. she has been uh, trying to get uh, close to kenshin so that yeah. she can she can keep the shogunate aware and updated about all of uh, you know all of his movements yeah exactly uh, there's basically the co- the sort of plot twist that happens hmm. it's a pretty mm-hmm. good plot twist i would say hmm. you know the point um, being she's fueled mainly by the desire for revenge she's like okay uh, you killed my husband i kill right. you. I-, i kill you simple simple equation but basically yeah like you, you yeah. notice several times during even the first three episodes that she has a knife uh, she has this little blade that she carries around with her at all times um, right i don't know whether sort of self defense or whether it's because she's plotting to just randomly stab it into his back when he's not looking i don't know but um there is one powerful scene thought... somewhere near the end of the uh, what do you what <laughs> i think this is going to be funny i thought she was using it to chop vegetables <laughs> but i don't want to say <laughs> i don't want to say chop vegetables <laughs> dude, dude it's a ceremonial blade she keeps tucked in the sash of her freaking kimono you think she's, she's going to just like she's... randomly whip it out and she's say that time <laughs> She's a waitress. What waitress comes to your table and chops vegetables in front of you? What? I don't know, dude. I don't go to Japan in Japan. I'm just imagining that scene. Okay, like she'll bring. They they'll be like, okay, get me, uh, you know, stir fried vegetables, whatever. She'll come out with like this uh, plate with one whole onion, one raw tomato, one raw cucumber. Even the, the customer like, what the fuck? And she's like, so, wait for it. And she pulls out the ceremonial knife and like chops it in front of them. Like what? Yeah. So so have you have you have you heard of those restaurants which are like meet your meat? You know, you remember that scene in Hitchhiker's Guide where like they bring out a cow, yeah. they bring out like a cow, and they say, you know. Say hi to this calf. We're gonna slaughter it and like bring it. That's sort of what I imagine, you know. Say, They show say, you. Do you want to get this tomato or that tomato? I don't know. Say hi to this cucumber. We're gonna peel it and we're gonna slice it and we're gonna fry it and give it to you yeah. nice and hot and steamy. Like what? Yeah. I don't know what they do in Japan. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Vegetable cutting knife. It seems. <laughs> I fine, fine fair enough fair enough <clears throat> anyway <laughs> uh so yeah she basically this is one powerful moment in the end of the third episode where she you know uh, uh when she's going out with kenshin to sell medicine because na that they give him a cover story because Drugs. witness Drugs. <laughs> witness protection program you are now a medicine seller you are now a farmer like as this like <laughs> Bro, they say medicine. By medicine, they mean fucking opium. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, so basically, uh, she's going out to sell medicine one day, and she hesitates uh, with the knife before keeping it back in the drawer. Basically, essentially, sort of symbolizing that uh, you know she's lost the desire to take exact revenge. 
uh over mm, kenshin yeah. and then you it's a kind of powerful scene because until then she, she's a completely withdrawn character who you know you always think that she's going to pull something out of her ass and just kill kenshin but at that point you realize okay you know like uh, some sort of wall is broken i guess yeah anyway yeah so uh you know the you kind of see a shift in sort of tomoe's character and then while you just think okay they're going to have a happily ever after um um suddenly her brother anishi shows up out of nowhere and then you know leads us into the events during episode 4 uh can you just take us through it right. yeah hmm. uh episode 4 is very interesting i think okay. um hmm. episode 4 is i mean it's obviously you know it's the culmination of the events that lead up to that are being shown in the previous episodes where hmm. uh it's finally revealed to uh, kenshin that hmm. uh, he's been betrayed by tomoe and mm. that she's actually been playing him all along and mm. uh, that she's now with uh, what's the guy's name i forgot the anishi her brother anishi yeah like uh, he, anishi and her are basically with the shogunate and mm-hmm. you know he 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 realizes that he has to now go and kill whoever that envoy of the shogunate is mm-hmm. right out of out of basically revenge yeah uh so it's a, it's basically the last episode is him uh, you know struggling with this realization whereas tomoe in the meantime is also struggling with the realization that she's actually fallen in love with kenshin and she doesn't mm-hmm. want to take revenge on him anymore mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. she tries to attack the guy from the shogun you know mm-hmm. the leader and mm-hmm. uh, this guy kenshin is uh, struggling to make his way past a couple of samurai that have ambushed him and mm-hmm. now his skills have sort of deteriorated because he hasn't been killing for like the last couple of months oh yeah so but he still manages to get the best of them mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and he basically in the end he's fighting the leader uh mm-hmm. in in by the way this is a, okay fine let's let's finish this before i get to the nitpicks so okay. he fights the leader and in the end he makes like a desperate lunge to kill the leader and tomoe mm-hmm. sort of uh, throws herself in front of the blade mm. she was hoping to uh, she was hoping that you know she would absorb a fatal blow from the leader but she actually absorbs a fatal blow by kenshin and mm. essentially kenshin ends up killing both tomoe and the shogunate leader mm-hmm. uh, you know and in her dying breath basically uh, tomoe Uh, gives uh, kenshin a scar like a cross shaped hmm. scar yeah which i think is something which is important to the re- to like the main anime i'm assuming yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah. like it seems to be something that's brought up pretty frequently mm-hmm. um and so yeah you know he 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 realizes that he he done fucked up he, he doesn't want up. to live this life anymore he wants mm-hmm. to protect people he doesn't want to spill blood so he mm-hmm. sort of uh, you know he wants to bring peace and I guess this leads into the main anime you know then a bunch mm. of scenes are shown about uh, which are him finding a bunch of random people which I did not understand at all because mm. I have mm. watched the anime mm. uh but yeah he basically blames himself for it and he you know uh, goes and uh, basically th- uh, wraps her scarf around the same place where he buried the rest of his uh, like quote unquote family adopted family, and his yeah. <clears throat> adopted family and his master also realizes that kenshin has learned his lesson now hmm. you know the hard way the hard way the real hard way <laughs> yeah it's it's told very well 
you know hmm. uh hmm. like basically the the when there when that fight is happening what happened hmm. how they show it is that kenshin is having a conversation having the same conversation with tomoe that he had when they were like in love and happy yeah so he's sort of hallucinating that conversation while fighting and similarly mm-hmm. tomoe is hallucinating uh you know kenshin saying that he's going to protect her yeah. while she is basically desperate and watching him like getting the shit beaten out of him hmm. so basically it it it's it feels uh, it sort of felt uh, very it's it's a very affecting moment how it's portrayed okay. right uh how they uh, show that hallucination because initially i was very confused as to what was happening and then realized oh wait this is actually being told like uh, pretty well and hmm. you know mm-hmm. um So yeah the 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 way they wrap it all up you know even mm-hmm. if we didn't know that there was an anime that uh, succeeded it i would have been i, w- I was pretty happy with it because it's a, i think a pretty well told story there's a proper arc that the characters go through and yeah. the, you know the way they end is uh, there there's no like cop out there's no quote and quote happy ending as such yeah, right yeah hmm uh i guess for people who watched the anime they probably already knew how the story would go yeah so yeah yeah maybe they weren't very surprised but for me who watched it stand alone i enjoyed it you know hmm. yeah i i wasn't necessarily very surprised hmm. uh at most of the plot twists but i felt that this was a pretty this was just a, like solid story in my opinion yeah You you said you had nitpicks. I I'm waiting for those nitpicks. Now. Yeah, so I didn't want to bring them up before I said good things. Here's a fucking nitpick. Why the fuck is the leader uh, of the shogunate fighting uh, with like he's fighting he's he doesn't have a sword. He doesn't have a knife. He's fighting hmm. with fists. He doesn't even hmm. have like a he doesn't even have like knuckle bear. What what are they called? Hmm, 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 hmm. Yeah, knuckle dusters, yeah. Brass knuckles. Yeah, a knuckle duster, sorry. Yeah, he he's huh. just punching the guy and I'm going, "Bro, are you serious <laughs> right now?" <laughs> You sent a guy with like a axe before this. You sent a guy mm. with like a sword before this, mm. and you said, "Nah, fuck it." When this guy is nearly <laughs> dead, you want to pull out the you want to pull out like the boxing gloves. <laughs> and, no, that's and what just was how Tomo's, confident what was, he is. What what was Tomoe's plan? How was she gonna absorb a fatal blow from like a guy punching? No, no, she so doesn't, that doesn't do that. Even <laughs> no, he pulls out a knife. No, at the very end. Oh, he to does? finish things off. Yeah. Oh that's yeah, why Tomo, sorry. I was... That's why that's why she intervenes in the first place. So the point was oh, that yeah. so hmm. she's uh, hesitating as to you know what her role in the entire this entire thing is. She's like uh you know uh, should I just wait for my bait to finish this off or should I you know like intervene or something? And then she sees this hallucination of her husband who drops a flower and sig- somewhat signifies ha ja go you're hmm. you're freed you're you're freed of your guilt in some weird sense. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so the guy it. pulls. The guy pulls out a knife, and Kenshin is in no way. You've seen him; he's like literally, like blindly just swinging, and the other guy dodging and beating the crap yeah. out of him. <laughs> so she realizes that it's a pointless situation. So she knows the only way Kenshin can land a blow is if you know there is a way to avert that guy's knife attack. So she goes there, and you you'll hmm. see this that she pulls Kenshin's uh, the that shogunate guy's uh, knife aside, and then just waits, and then Kenshin is basically like just slices through both of them. <clears throat> Op. <clears throat> But yeah, what do you do about yeah. that? Um, I, so so I, it, it does make for a better story. It does make for a better story. Hmm. And uh, the scar is very significant because it's never explained in the main anime as to how he gets his ah, scar. Ah, okay. 
and what happened is the anime after 50 episodes became kind of trashy so uh, it's okay. it stopped it stopped adapting the source material like it's based of a manga the manga okay. is way 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 better than the anime first of all okay right like basically how we talked about annihilation's uh, story being way different but in this case it's way better and okay. uh, this is actually a pa- is this story is there in the manga but it's not there in the anime hmm. because the anime just decided fuck this shit we're not going to uh, deal with the story of the manga we are just going to have hmm. this weird uh, sort of christian oppression theme going on that has nothing to do with uh, the manga at all and okay. uh, <clears throat> so everyone is left pretty disappointed like what the fuck because this is actually one of the more significant stories in the manga like you know well received hmm. like as you can see hmm. it's a pretty well told story and so hmm, it is. this it is. so the random another studio which which had nothing to do with the original anime decided you know we can adapt this with a much more darker tone in general and so okay so people who watched the anime for so the anime came out like early 90s this was 1999 so hmm. guys who had watched sort of that uh, happy go lucky kenshin you just watch a highlights video okay once later on just see hmm. the stupid pid kenshin that is portrayed in the main anime and you will realize how much better this ova is okay <laughs> there is, like there this... is not a single joke in this ova by the way yeah kenshin starts off with 40 jokes in this first episode okay <laughs> the main anime by the way okay that is shocking <laughs> starts off with a teenage girl beating kenshin on the head and kenshin going hara with this weird expression on his face okay so, <laughs> so it's like i which is why i did not man i, I could man <laughs> i i don't think there was a single joke in the entire in the entire four episodes was there i did not nope. laugh a single time yep not at all yep exactly and so uh, the a lot of praise was thrown at the studio who adapted this because they took out the entire humor out of the series like the manga and they adapted it with the weight that it deserves <clears throat> Anyway, so the point uh, that I was trying to make was that uh, that's uh, it's very significant as to how he got his scar in the anime. Okay. He, yeah, the whole I anime, figured. The whole the whole anime he's he has a scar and it's never explained. So this is a very good way. People are waiting like you say. He gets the first part and be able to like okay, second one come again. Second one come again. When is he going to get the rest of right, the scars? Right, right. And so yeah, and it's she, also very. Hmm. hmm. Go on. No, no, continue, continue. That's right. So when she finally, like you know, with her, with that same knife that the shogunate guy is using, he's so as a sort of weird symbolism, like, oh, my husband, gave, my fiance gave you the first one, I'll give you the second one, whatever. I don't know. Right. And so she yeah. gives him. It's it's very powerful, but I I don't think it's necessary that you need to have to watch the anime for that moment to have weight either way. Yeah, you know, it's basically mm-hmm. saying you know, hey, my fiance and I, both of us are now married to you. So hey, good job. <laughs> Yep. Here's a, so here's hmm. a brief digression that I want mm-hmm. to bring mm-hmm. which for no fucking reason but you your tomoy what the fuck. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Here's here, you know you don't date the guy who <laughs> killed like your childhood like sweetheart. Right? <laughs> I don't care how much noise he makes when he snores. I feel like it's a bit disrespectful. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. When the shogunate guy is huh. ragging on this poor woman for saying, hmm. "Yo, yo, what about your husband though? You know, <laughs> he got he got murked by uh, Kenshin." I'm going. I know he's the villain, but he's got a good point. Dude. He's got a good point. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, like 
the turnaround time on this hmm. dating okay hmm. is hmm. insane hmm. like i'm all for people moving on but <laughs> not towards the guy who murdered your fiance and initially it's to like honey dick him or whatever the fuck they call it okay hmm. but hmm. then she honey dicks herself <laughs> she stockholm syndrome herself into basically being oh shit maybe he is a good guy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bro, uh, her fiance is probably watching as a ghost being like frustrated as fuck. You're a woman, you tripping. He's like first he kills me, then he steals my chick. <laughs> and then he kills her and she's still okay with it. <laughs> I mean like, <laughs> Bro, bro. Hmm. She's like, oh, you know, you're gonna like. She, 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 she finally, quote unquote, falls in love with him, with uh, mm-hmm. him, when mm-hmm. he says, you know, I'm gonna protect you, hmm. and she says, he says he's gonna protect me, but he doesn't even know that I've been, you know, working towards overthrowing him and the rest of the government. Hmm. You know, hashtag just girly thing. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I go, hey, you know who else would have protected you? Your fucking husband, who was killed by this guy. <laughs> So like, the point is, and the reason he even dies in the first place, her husband is is shown to be her fault. Okay, <laughs> she's like, I wasn't. Uh, uh, so basically, uh, they knew they were gonna get married, but I played too hard to get. So he felt like he had to do something manly in order to make me feel more worthy of, you know, make him feel more worthy of my love. Which is why he goes to become a bodyguard to this shogun ambassador in the first place. Okay, so it's entirely no, her fault. <laughs> Look 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 I'm not going to victim blame her for her husband's death I will victim blame her for her own death okay okay cuz cuz I I mean I mean I get the it's a it's a, it's a good story okay <laughs> but holy shit dude this is like this is like you know you remember how in another huh. there's this chick who knows the ending of the anime of basically the plot and she's fucking around right this is that <laughs> this woman this woman is doing this elaborate long play for no reason other than to do an elaborate long play okay <laughs> and she plays herself <laughs> no that's exactly no think that's th- that's mind mind fuckery level 101 okay where you play a con so beautiful that you manage to con yourself okay <laughs> bro she is like You know, like she is the target as well as the con artist who does that. This is like Ocean's Fifteen, dude. What the fuck is happening? Like, I was genuinely so confused because this—it's a good plot twist, and then you realize hmm. that doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Like, so how can you fall in love hmm. with the guy in two months who killed like someone you've loved for like twenty years? because uh, the entire thing is she has absolutely no idea who this man is she has only viewed him as this you know killer of my husband right yeah that's the a first... pretty that's a pretty big thing you that's a that's, that's a, a pretty, pretty big that's title a, that's a pretty big negative i understand in kenshin's yeah. on, on kenshin's yeah. like <laughs> on the scales i i agree it's how, like this how did he flip that how did he flip that dude kenshin is pro he's my god for this exact reason okay like he he can go so game he can score a chick even after he brutally murders her fiance that is game <laughs> like what <laughs> No, so you 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 go through the entire sort of situation, and uh, she she is basically experiencing this sort of whiplash, all right? Because 
every time you imagine an assassin of these uh, heated revolutionaries you know who the main establishment hates because they are instigating trouble out of nowhere like this the continuously vilified choshu clan she is living somewhere mm-hmm. else and she is living somewhere else right her her husband has come to kyoto to do all this bodyguarding whatever she lives whatever ever i don't care so hmm. she is only hearing these hearsay news of prop, you know propagandized articles like oh there are these evil murderers who are killing your husband whatever 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 and so which is why when she notices this sort of effeminate uh, chick chick like character who you know look who basically is this sort of very pure hearted if slightly naive dumb fuck right <clears throat> hmm so <laughs> kenshin's entire play is basically uh, i am too honest to know what i'm doing is stupid <laughs> okay <laughs> that's a horrible reason that's a horrible reason part of <laughs> he's just like uh, i know i know what i'm doing i'm just doing what i'm told baby <laughs> so no, so no. <laughs> dude, that's a horrible reason part of <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying that That's it so should bad. work. I'm not agreeing with Tomoe falling for him. I'm just telling you what Tomoe fell for. I I'm not saying that I'd fall for something like that. But I'm just saying like I she, I, I, <laughs> I understand. Okay. I I get it. <laughs> huh? Right. Huh. But good god Tomoe, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And which is why like you mentioned when the when the that shogunate guy is essentially telling her that you agree with him. You're like stop like you're here to perform a role you're here to end this man's life who is ending thousands of other men's lives but Dude, no this is why this is why method acting i don't agree with method acting man like, <laughs> you go too deep into the role exactly exactly so <laughs> overall it's yeah which is why ketomo's uh, character arc is pretty criticized exactly for this reason because she, they they haven't given her enough instances to change her mind this very like you said very hmm. few reasons very few incidents where kenjin he literally just says i will protect you and that is nothing yeah yeah you know right? that's a, i feel like i feel like yeah there's a lot of symbolic hinting at this where they say you know like he's impressing her with his integrity or whatever i don't know like euphemism you want to use for honey dicking <laughs> right but he's impressing point... her with he's impressing her with killing other like 12 people in front of her so that she can know how her husband died i felt that was pretty good symbolism guys <laughs> she's basically like he's basically like baby it was nothing personal like i don't i didn't have a good against your husband <laughs> i i kill everybody i see and she's like oh okay now it's okay then like, <laughs> that you killed my uh, husband <laughs> about the protection business though <laughs> you're not my husband's killer you're just a killer i think i'm going to let you I go s- on that technicality <laughs> dude i swear she was smoking some of that medicine they were selling okay that's my only explanation <laughs> <laughs> anyway along with the we spent the last 15 minutes just trash talking to me <laughs> i mean she deserves it to to some extent all right but then again how does she subvert all of this uh, what the fuck jackie chan meme face thing by being a pretty yeah girl? <clears throat> yeah right by being a pretty melancholy girl who throws herself at our hero and you self insert into that oh why not hmm such problems but i can i can score and so the entire reason why her behavior is sort of you know slid under the rug is because oh she's pretty girl she can do whatever she wants <laughs> anyway uh, i don't know has, don't hashtag know. #hashtag #feminism <laughs> the saying controversial opinion i don't even agree with whatever you just said cuz that's fucking sexist <laughs> 
I think that is something that is there that slowly uh, in the over the course of the episodes hmm. uh, less like less night is shown and more day is shown hmm. 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 Yeah, sort yeah, of the reflecting of, the uh, the yeah, first the couple of episodes the almost night yeah 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 sort of transition of kenshin out of the darkness that he's been living in some sense yeah exactly yeah sort of hmm. yeah and even if you notice uh, the fight scenes are done properly they, they they aren't doing gore for gore's sake like they do show graphic right. violence but it's never done to the extent like you know like how we mentioned torture porn in a, in a slasher film where we'll just, yeah, just yeah. show organs and guts flying about for no reason they're actually showing how killing is done with swords and so i don't know it kind of feels kind of appropriate without it being too gratuitous what do you say yeah i i, I definitely agree with that like it's it's violent but it's not needlessly so I think mm-hmm. you're correct with that. Yeah. So, I don't know dude, like overall it just feels like this is my jam <laughs> if if you were to put it in, okay? Hmm. Where it's I, a, it's yeah. a it, like you'll notice it's a character focused drama. It's got melancholy, it's got romance, it's got pretty good music, it's got pretty nice artwork, and of course, <laughs> as has become part of staple on this podcast of late, it has 40% bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That I wasn't going to bring that one up, you know, but it is true. In this case it's 40% farming and medicine selling, but still. <laughs> and smoke in that medicine, dude. I don't understand Tomoy. <laughs> I since I since we have an episode title Tomoy what? See, the thing is, the thing is, okay. Uh, I'm uh, I'm sorry I keep bringing it up, but it's not even a nitpick, right? Like uh-huh. that's a core hmm. plot point. Yeah. <laughs> it's a valid it's a valid argument, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> But the thing is aside from hmm. that, I genuinely just don't have any criticism of the show. Like it's it's a solid story that's hmm. told pretty well. It's presented very well, hmm. you know. Yeah. Like uh, I don't really have any specific criticism of the show. Hmm. 
Um, I, I feel like we're uh, we're pretty much wrapped up, so let's get to the review section of the show at this point. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess I go. I'll go first, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, for, for, from my perspective, uh, this is I had no prior context of Samurai mm-hmm. X, so for me, this is yeah. essentially a standalone movie of sorts. You know. Yeah. Two-hour-long mm-hmm. movie, I guess. Yeah. Um, and. From what I saw, it was it's a pretty solid, well-told story. Right? I mm. think I nitpicked a little bit about uh, a, a lot about Tomoe and like some of the fight scenes, etc. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, I think there were some creative licenses that you sort of have to give because that's a better story than this this Tomoe realizing that oh well, I guess he's not that good and just mm. fucking off, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it you sort of need uh, the you need. Uh, the two yin and yang of Tomoe, who is the sort of, you know, bringing Kenshin away from his cycle of violence and death, hmm. right, and hmm. sort of making him more gentle and kinder. And yeah. the pro- the character arc, the progression of these characters over this, you know, even these four episodes is pretty apparent. Like Kenshin, hmm. who's initially so energetic and so bloodthirsty, hmm. with just that desire to make the world a better place, realizing yeah. eventually that. You can't, you can't do that. You can't protect everyone. You yeah. need to basically pick and choose, and you need yeah, to, yeah. you know, you need to make decisions for yourself. You can't let mm-hmm. other people tell you what you should do, which is quote unquote right. Exactly. Right. Um. And so yeah, that so the points that this uh, I think show tries to get across, it does very well, and it's presented mm-hmm. very well. Yeah. Um. The emotional impact that it does have is also considerate. It's mm. it doesn't uh, take its you know it doesn't uh, take its source material uh, basically or the history that is uh, that it's based on lightly. It treats mm. it with the respect that it deserves, and yeah. that's pretty apparent. Right? Mm. Um, so yeah, um, I think uh, this is a pretty solid show. I think I'll probably give it like a eight point four. Cool. Hmm. Eight point four. Pretty solid. Yeah. What about you? So samurai uh, themed shows in Japan were kind of falling out of favor. Akira Kurosawa's, you know, the f- legendary 1950s and 60s films that he had, Seven Samurais and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this basically was like this late 90s this manga Rurouni Kenshin was a sort of resurgence of, you know, rise back to popularity of the samurai genre. And right. uh, so it was pretty popular back when it aired and this this is one of these sort of defining shows of the anime samurai genre. The other one being another show that we have done before, uh, Samurai Champloo. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> while every other samurai show tends to, there's also another comedy show called Gintama, which is also based around the same era. You have the Shinsen Gumi, you have Katsura, you have all these people, and that is a straight mm-hmm. up fuck all parody. Like it will just it just goes to the complete other extent. It it has satirized the shit out of these characters, made them into caricatures of themselves. Then you have Champloo, mm-hmm. which also does something very similar, you know, bringing out anachronisms and sort of um, showing you these weird things that probably don't exist in that time, but in a very good um, musical background sort of frame. Yeah. And then there is this one, which is just says, okay, cut the bullshit. I'm going to treat this era of Japan's violent history as what it is and give you a realistic character drama in that era. Right. And so that's why I feel is where it really hits hard to me because this is like I mentioned my jam, and four episodes I watched this after watching half of the original anime because I kind of lost interest in the light-hearted tone of that, and this okay. was 
this is really good because i don't like uh, when if you see the, if the characters don't waffle about too much in that original anime for me to really like it it's very it's kind of juvenile but this one takes it you know like seriously and says okay i'm not going to show you something kiddish that you know you're going to euphemize for a child it's not a cartoon it's something real mm-hmm. and so it really hit me i don't i think i watched it sometime in college and like i was like stunned i had to literally like take a break after every episode when i first watched it and go out and like, take a walk or something just go have a chai or something like that just think about it because hmm. every episode contains in it some sort of message that i was able to take from it and so i don't know it's one of these things that i really strongly relate to and so uh in overall i think like we mentioned already that it's pretty solid so i'll give this a 9 simply because of my bias but uh yeah i'm understandable yeah <laughs> yeah man almost made me cry so <laughs> i'm going to just just saying it just putting it out there <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough you know hmm. you want to do the math for this one i don't know what you said oh yeah 8.7 perfect <laughs> that's cuz okay. you don't listen to me too jesus christ <laughs> okay stop being my wife <laughs> okay come on gonna just move on from that one <laughs> You that's know. that's going to get cut definitely <laughs> that that better get cut <laughs> anyway yeah so what uh, movie are we doing for next week so yeah uh, next week we're going to do a real weird movie we're going to do the killing of a sacred deer okay hmm. right hmm. uh it's by yorgas lanthan oh, i don't fucking know it's by a greek director mm-hmm. okay the guy mm-hmm. who made the lobster uh-huh. it's a uh, very interesting mm. so, and Yeah, that's going to be a fun discussion. You know, let's Wait, just keep it at that. You said Greek. Greek reminds me of this another Fakol film. Is this the same director as Dog Tooth or Kynodontus? It is. It is the same director as Dog oh, Tooth. God. Yeah. He's Damn it, think, there's only one you. there's only one guy who makes all this Fakol movies. <laughs> as far as I know there's only one Greek director, okay? <laughs> so I I think that's correct actually. <laughs> there's just one guy who directs movies in the entirety of Greece. I think let's let's yeah, just go with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I'm looking forward to next one now. <laughs> next week is going to be fun. Next week is going to be fun. Quite a lot of fun. <clears throat> anyway, uh that's been check your privilege with your boy Portal and your boy Smash. We'll catch you guys next time.